Good evening. Let's have our Bibles ready for good use in the book of Psalms, chapter 145. 145 is the location in the book of Psalms. A few weeks ago, in the book of Acts, on the topic of praise for God, I concluded that sermon by reading Psalm 145. And as I read it, I had the thought that this deserves further treatment. So we'll do that tonight. And by the way, this is from the daily Bible reading today, May the 5th. Psalms chapter 145. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness." The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Before I go further, let me make a couple of observations. From the opening verses, I need to say, periodic 
or occasional praise to God isn't sufficient. Here's what I mean. So much of what is done today in the name of religion is occasional and periodic. It doesn't find expression in daily consistent conduct. It is occasional and periodic. In the book of Psalms, when praise was offered to God, it wasn't something only done on certain occasions. It was a frame of mind. It was an attitude. It was not just something you did ever so often when you thought about it. It says here, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Then it says, every day. I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. This is a consistent daily frame of mind that praises God. Once we become convinced of who God is and what he has done for us in Christ, thoughts of the greatness of God should never leave us, should never become just something we do in a periodic statement that we make. Every day, it says, I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. That's how the text begins. This is written from a heart that has more than just an occasional thought about God. This is an everyday, consistent frame of mind. One more thing in my introduction. This praise from this frame of mind is not something reserved for some special class of high religious leaders or clergy. Verse 10, all your saints shall bless you. Now, you may be a new Christian or an old Christian. You may be rich or poor. You may be highly educated or not highly educated. No matter your race or nationality or how you function in the kingdom, when people understand how great God is and begin to serve him through Christ, this frame of mind is nourished. And everybody who is a child of God is entitled and obligated to sing the praises of God and live out the praises of God. So, this is not occasional ritual or a periodic holiday or a ceremony or some thought that you have every now and then. Praise for God is a frame of mind God's people take into every day. Every child of God ought to give thanks for and speak of and live out praise for the greatness of God. Now we're ready. What is said here about God? On what grounds do we exalt Him and acknowledge His greatness in word, in attitude, and in conduct? Five reasons are given to praise God. Reasons to praise Him. That's where we are now in the 145th chapter of Psalms. His grace 
is a reason to praise Him. In verses 8 and 9, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and His mercy is over all that He has made. What if God had said to all of mankind, here are my commandments, keep them, and I'll be pleased, but break one of them, and you're done forever, no mercy. Where would I be? Where would you be? Well, nobody would have a chance. That would be one of our first thoughts. You might start out in a good sort of way and keep the easy commandments. And then one day you encounter an attack of temptation. Everything comes together externally and internally and you transgress God's law. And you're done. And you know that you are done. Why put forth any additional effort? You're lost forever. No mercy. But God doesn't say that. What God says is, I am willing to forgive you. And he says it in such vivid, dramatic language in Jeremiah and in Hebrews, it's put this way. Your sins and your iniquities, I will remember no more. And then you come to the pages of the New Testament and you discover that you can repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins in response to the cross of Christ and thereby enjoy the mercy of God that is mentioned all through the book of Psalms. In Ephesians 2, the one who obeys the gospel finds God to be rich in mercy. In 1 John chapter 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So we praise God for His grace and His mercy. We would be lost in sin without that. That element of the greatness of God that we praise Him for and respond to in the way that we live. There is His power to uphold in verse 14. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. When you are downtrodden, when you're stepped on, when you're aware of your own weakness or you're hurting, you're needy, God is watching with perfect compassion. David said back in Psalm 20, 17, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought of me. Consider that. Darrell helped us consider that earlier in his reading. The Lord takes thought of me. So God is to be praised for his interest and care in us when we are down. If he took us from sin when we obeyed the gospel... Why wouldn't he help us and lift us up when we're down? Read this in the context. The creator who reigns in glorious majesty 
Yet he condescends to lift up and hold up those who fall. This is why we praise him, not just occasionally, but daily, and not just in word and thought, but in deed. If we are honest with ourselves, we acknowledge there are low times. And I'm not talking here about clinical depression or suicide. I'm not even talking about committing some overt sin. Just a lull, a loss of zeal, some disappointment, a setback. Or maybe something negative like a little thorn that is stuck in your mind. And you're praying to God to help you get that out of the way. God is there in those times. And that means we can seek his strength in prayer. He wants to uphold us and lift us up. This is why we praise him, not just occasionally, not just in word and in thought and in song, but in deed. We are grateful for his grace and his mercy and his power and his generosity. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. I think it will do us a lot of good to spend time thinking about the simple generosity of God. That God gives. When I go to the store and buy food, that seems to be such a routine thing. When I sit at our table before a plate of food and say thanks to God, <laughs> even when I carry out the garbage, you know what that means? That means you were blessed to have what you didn't throw out. But then beyond food, <coughs> shelter, transportation, comfortable buildings for worship, medical care, water, when your throat is parched. Counting your blessings. And the people of God ought to know this better than anyone. And that gratitude to the generosity of God should influence us and help us and encourage us, the people of God around us, who are not perfect, but are growing like us, willing to help us and pray for us. This is why our praise for God is justified. Praise that we offer in thought and word and song and in the way we live. His nearness. Verse 18 the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Let's talk about that. <coughs> Pagans held concepts of God that were far off, never really manifest, alive only in their imagination. They thought of God in terms of great distance. It isn't uncommon for people today, if they have any concept of deity, for there to be a vagueness and a distance in that concept. I'll tell you, when I think about the nearness of God as a Christian, 
I think of Ephesians 2, 11 to 22. I'm going to read that. Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Many passages talk about God's nearness to his people. I think about this one most often. Ephesians 2, starting at verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Listen to verse 17. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. God is worthy of our praise because in Christ we can live near to him, brought near by the blood of Christ. That promise of nearness ought to be attractive. Fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. We praise God in our minds and with our words and our songs and our worship and in our lives because of the nearness we can have to him through Christ. His preservation. The Lord, verse 20, the Lord preserves all who love him. God's people are favored, strengthened, preserved for his purpose and for our eternal good. Wicked people are not so preserved. Wicked people become a monument to the folly of sin. Righteous people are preserved. And this passage that we're looking at here connects back to the very first psalm. God preserving his people. Listen to chapter 1 in the book of Psalms. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, 
nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. We praise God because we know He preserves, strengthens and cares for His people long term. So we praise God for His goodness as stated in this passage. In word, in song, in thought, in every way that life can express itself day by day, we are thankful to God and we praise Him for His grace, His power, His generosity, His nearness, and He preserves all who love Him. I've got one more part of this now. What do we do with this? What should this mean to us? The psalm ends on a note of something that I preached about this morning. The psalm ends on a note of evangelism, really. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. This is personal evangelism in the Old Testament. And you know what it is? It is this simple idea. God's people telling others about how great God is. Are we doing that to the best of our ability? Did you speak to anyone this past week about God? I need to inquire of myself. Did I do that? Are we going to do it this week? Through behavior and influence and speech, one generation, the psalmist said, should commend the works of God to another. Listen, please. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty works. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds, and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and His mercy is over all that He has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints 
shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Let's be standing as we sing.